Welcome to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Your host is Ellen Morano. Today, along with her guest experts and co-hosts, Ellen will help contribute to your better life. This is done through the art and science of being happy. You can attract whatever you want in your life by having the right energy. By clearing your energy body, you help your physical body to better health. You'll learn breathing techniques, self-healing, meditation, and learn exercises that you can use today to help your own path to a better life. Now, here is Ellen Morano. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, world. We're back with the Super Moms. Now we'll talk about how they are really super moms, what principles they embrace in their everyday everyday life. And we'll talk about the six quick steps to greater energy and better health. Because as super moms, you have to have good energy and the right energy to sustain the family and people around us and people we meet every day. Okay. So the number one is clear and negative emotions and limiting beliefs. Like maybe Rosal will share, like why is it that it takes so long for us to release all these negative experiences? Yes, clearing negative emotions and limiting beliefs for super moms are really very important. Um, as we spoke last week, that we kind of, um, our energy affects our family. And if we have these prolonged, um, we hold the prolonged negative emotions within our chakras, um, negative emotions of fear, trauma, it doesn't go away very quickly because it gets stuck in our aura, our energy body, our chakras. Um, so if we don't clear it out, the chakras don't spin efficiently and we have blockages. And that can later on lead to some physical illness. And then the prana, the flow of prana through our chakras and ultimately our energy body and aura is blocked and it's not, we're not functioning properly. Um, the yeah. ajna, which, is, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, um, I was going to say that the ajna, which is the chakra between the eyebrows, is, it's called the command center. And this helps us with um, our will, our will maybe today we're going to get up and we have so many things to do during the day. And sometimes it seems super impossible to get that done. If we have limiting beliefs or a blockage in that area, it, we have a hard time getting the will to get up and do the things we need to do. So, and that can lead to um, procrastination, affecting another chakra in the body. And then also um, the fear. Sometimes the fear will get stuck in different chakras and um, keep us from functioning properly and getting our day going the way we had planned it. So uh, one of the things our teacher has taught us is to make sure that, you know, we set some goals and focus on those goals and then checking them off and that helps us if we have a clear energy in our ashna. Am very I answering good. that? Yes. 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 I, I hope I'm making sense with that. Very good. So I learned that the solar plexus chakra is the clearinghouse. Yeah. Everything starts in solar plexus. So you have any experiences like how your children or family, if the solar plexus is really dirty 
are congested? How do they act? Well, they usually, you know, it's interesting when your solar plexus is congested, you know, it can affect your stomach and your digestion. So if people have um, sore stomach, you know, we need to make sure that they're not holding any negative energy or prolonged stress. So children, um, with the children in my classroom, what I notice when they get upset or stressed a lot, they will kind of uh, bend over and hold on to that area, the mid-area where the solar plexus is. And what I tried to do is to have them sit up straight and then we talk about, hey, you feel any angry in there? Let's just go ahead and take it out, dig it out, dig it out, dig it out, and then we throw it away and stomp it or we do something to just clear it in a fun way and stamp it and make it go away. Sometimes we just pop it and make it disappear. We pretend it's a bubble, but just something real simple for them to try and help clear out. And then they're able to breathe better when they do that because that congestion can put pressure also on your lungs. So, yes, that clearing house is very important. And prolonged um, stress and negative emotion there can move to the back, which can really cause some physical problems later in life. That's good. That's why people with irritable bowel syndrome, people yeah. have recurrence of constipation and uh, diarrhea, or even people who are nauseous, right? Yeah, because nausea, yes. Nausea and also um, ulcers. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, the ulcers, you know, when you have holes in your tummy, you know, it's not your, your, your solar plexus chakra is not functioning correctly. Okay, so what? Good. What organs are being controlled by the solar plexus? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What organs are being controlled by the solar plexus? Oh, you've got your stomach, you've got your intestines, and that's interesting. You've got your stomach and your intestines. That area there, the whole core area. When people are holding prolonged energy. Um, negative energy, they tend to have that indigestion, like you said, diarrhea, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So it's really important to make sure that the organs that are attached to or, or tied to the solar plexus get cleared out, cleaned. We can do that with easy sweeping of the organs, the physical organs themselves, and the chakra of the solar plexus. Yeah. I also read in Your Hands Can Heal You that the solar plexus also controls the liver and even the pancreas. That's why I read in the book, one of the uh, pranic healing books, that if you hold a lot of anger and irritability, it affects the pancreas, which is also controlled by the solar plexus, right? Yes, yes, the pancreas and the liver. that, That can be tied to later on in life diabetes. I, I, I need to apologize, Ellen. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Oh, okay. So I'm going to try to turn my volume down. Maybe I have my phone on a little too high. Can you hear me now? I can hear you really clearly. Okay, now I'm hearing you a little bit clearly. It might have been my volume. I apologize. Okay. So that's why the solar plexus, even I saw in the book, even pain in the body is rooted to the solar plexus. That's why I have, I met somebody that the solar, she felt like pain in the, you know, in the cavity, 
that's where the solar plexus is. The rib in between the rib cage. That's where the yes. solar plexus is, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why you see people when they're nauseous, nauseous, or they have stomach pain, they tend to hold on that. Or even when somebody is um, angry, right? Yes, when they're and angry. And that's only that, yeah. Not only that, you know, when you get excited, you hear a sound on your, a drumming sound on your solar plexus area, right? Yes, yes. And then also, too, with the, uh, they have the, um, I can't remember what that's called, when they have the uh, gastrointestinal and they go up on the esophagus. I'm trying to think of that. that Acid acid reflux. reflux. Acid Mm -hmm. reflux, thank you. That's also caused by a malfunctioning solar plexus. Mm-hmm. So, so it's when it says many, many organs in our body that are vital to keeping us well. That's why it's really important to clear the energy center, right? Yes, right. Very, very important because it affects many aspects of the physical body. Yeah, they are feeding energy to the physical organs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Also, energy travels. So if there's a lot of negative energies or anger, irritability in the solar plexus, it could travel up and then people have a regular sore throat or tonsillitis. It's because it's just dirty energy traveling there, even sinusitis. Yes. Yeah. So how about your, your... Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. So even... When the solar plexus, it should, the solar plexus is front and back, so we should both address it, like clean it. As we go along in today's discussion, we will talk about how to clear the solar plexus. So in yeah. your, in school, in your children, you see them often in different emotions when they get to school, right? Yes. Yes, they can come when they're happy, but, you know, the best scenario is the first day of school, especially in kindergarten, you know, the separation from the parents, they, they've they never been away, it's a new environment, their emotions there are usually a lot of fear or anxiousness, and you can see that often that they're affected there in the solar plexus. So the wonderful thing about little children, though, they don't keep it very long, you know, it, if, if it's kept very long, it travels, like you said. But um, they, they tend to clear it out easily. We make them laugh. They're singing. Laughing is very important. And again, like I said, you know, just simple songs and movement to help them clear that energy really, mm-hmm. really helps. But they do go through emotions. But beautiful, again, like I said, they don't tend to hold on to it. They are very easy to release that. So it doesn't really stick. And then they just keep going, and um, it doesn't stick like adults do. We don't tend to. We tend adults tend to. I think with our experiences, that we tend to um, react to the the energies differently than young young children. Good, that's good. That you know, little children. I mean, little kids can easily let go. So the key is really the moms too that they have to be strong enough. They need to have right. strong energy centers, right? Right. Because, you're, you know, as, as if a child is having a bad day, it's usually 
there's something that happened at home. If you have more than one child and you're trying to get them out of the house and you've lost your keys, you know, those kinds of things, it affects the child. So often in school, seeing and, you know, they don't come in and do their work right away. They come in, we just kind of decompress, we talk, we do different kinds of community-based and heart-based activities so that whatever might have happened at home is easily released. So we don't really start until everyone's at a good place and not in an emotional state or upset. That's really important. And I don't think that moms should feel bad about um, these kinds of things that happen because that's life. Life happens. It's important, like Ellen said, to find ways to clear out the energy so it just doesn't stay. It's not healthy if it stays. It will clog things and affect others and in, in your health. So learning how to clear these things out of the chakras and the solar plexus. Um, and I think you're going to be talking about that later in the, in the program. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk about emotions. the techniques. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's really important for parents because our mom, well, parents, both mom and dad, have to be very strong enough you know, strong energy centers, strong chakras manifest in a good good bearing to the children. So you lead the children in the right way. Yes. Okay, so when the flow of energy is blocked, that's where issues happen, right? Correct. So, so they uh, tend to blame each other. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. They... If the chakras are not balanced and not blocked, yes. they tend to blame each other rather than looking inside them themselves, like what really is the problem. Right, right. It just doesn't spin efficiently. Um, so like we inhale and exhale, you know, we're not able to do that. Just the chakras aren't able to do that efficiently because of the blockage. And then when you when those kinds of things are cleared out, then everything works more efficiently. Um, we have a, a, a chakra there at the bottom of at our basic, at the end of our, at the bottom, excuse me, at, at the edge of our spine, at the bottom of our spine. That mm-hmm. is our dynamic energy. If that energy center is not working properly, then it, you have a hard time getting going. Um, your finances can be affected. Um, that affects your bones and your blood and your skeletal system. But if that, that is blocked as well, it's hard to, number one, be healthy, and number two, it can affect your productivity. Um, with children mm-hmm. here in school, what I find is their basic is very, very active. Very rarely do I have a, a child that I notice that's blocked. If they come in with low energy, it's usually because they're sad because of a stressful morning or something that happened at home. And again, that goes back to having moms that are really strong and knowing that they can have some tools to clear out any energies that are blocked within them and being able to let go of some things that happen during the day because things happen. If you have a stressful morning, it doesn't mean that the rest of the day is going to be stressful. Some days are like that. But then clearing that out so that all of the energy centers that may have been affected by that stress or that particular event 
can be cleared and getting that energy out of the home, basically. And sometimes it's good to just have that break where your children are at school and you can just kind of decompress. And like Ellen said, go inside yourself, think about what happened and how I can fix it. And then that usually helps with clearing everything out, too. Wonderful. Thank you, Rosal, for your experience. Thank you for sharing uh, beautiful inputs about the energy centers and the aura. And it's really very helpful because the parents really need to know this. I mean, adults dealing with children or not even just adults, you know, even in a workplace, we need the, we need to practice this kind. Even in, in a corporate world, this needs to be practiced to have more productivity at work, right? Yes, yes. We all need good basics in our country, in our world, so that we can be productive in what we need to do, just not only in our lives, but as we are connected with others in the community. So that, okay. that's a very important thing we need to do. So thank you. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to share, and thank you for your time, and thank you, Ellen, for what you do. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Even though it's your break time, you have you shared your 30-minute stories to the whole world. Thank you, Rochelle, and we'll Thank be back you. after the short break. Thank you. Welcome. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey. Breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice. Much of it conflicting. Some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuzo. To bust through the myths about feeding your baby, Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. You probably don't spend too much time talking about that place down there. Why not? There's now a show where that's mostly what we talk about and so much more. It's the Womb Happy Hour with host Lorraine Giordano. It's all about your body and the magical power you possess. Guys, you might want to tune in too. There's no reason to be squeamish. Listen for the Womb Happy Hour broadcasting live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. We're back with Mary and Kathy. So thank you, Rizal. She was just on her 30-minute break, but it's still so good explanation about how to clear the negative emotions. So now with Kathy and Mary, number two, we talk about pranic breathing. What is the right way to do the breathing? Good morning, Ellen. Good morning. <laughs> um, pranic breathing is really good to help calm down. And what I do is inhale for six counts, hold for three, exhale for six counts, and hold for three. And I usually repeat that at least four times. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've noticed is that you immediately just calm down. Good. And so a, a lot of what Roselle was talking about, the solar plexus and the stress building up right there under your lungs, um, I find after about four good chronic breaths, it just releases that. Wonderful. Yeah. And how does the tummy, you know, some people have difficulty breathing properly. Like when they exhale, they should, when you're like emptying your tummy, right? So your right. tummy should go in. Because you're emptying your stomach. And then when you breathe in, your tummy should go out. Can you explain more? Yeah, that's kind of like if you watch um, infants breathing, actually, when they're laying down and breathing, you see their tummy push out a lot, actually. Um, I don't know when it is that that changes for people that we suck in our tummy when we breathe in, but we're actually supposed to be going the opposite way. So when we breathe in, we're expanding our stomach out, and that actually helps us fill up our whole entire lungs. So instead of just breathing at the top one-third of our lungs, we're bringing it down into the very bottom, down by the diaphragm. And um, part of that is actually in the hold, holding the breath, and then holding before we take another breath. It acts kind of like, um, I think it's called a billows. Uh, mm-hmm. that you use, remember um, back in the olden days when people had fires in their house, like wood stoves? We have a lot of those up here in the Northwest. But you you push down on this thing and you hold it and then it sucks in the air and then you use it. It helps make a, a fire, basically. And you kind of do that with your your diaphragm when you're holding and then you release the air. You sort of create this like vacuum where it's like you're sucking in more air than you would have before. That's a good example. Yeah. 
How about you, Kathy? Um, the techniques, I use the techniques for like all the time. Number one, just for the basics. If there's any stress, if we can catch ourselves. Um, and this, the very simple one to do is just breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold. Just as Mary was saying, just at a comfortable rate. Breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold. It'll start to put you in a uh, better energetic state and calm you down immediately. So, or if we were working on someone who had a lot of stress or anxiety, that would be something that we could suggest to do. I also know, having grown up with asthma, that the breathing thing makes all the difference. Because if you cannot breathe well, it not only is a physical thing, but it becomes emotional because you're kind of freaking out because you can't breathe. So by allowing your body to do a conscious, calming breathing, it will help to really quickly uh, restore, um, you know, your, your breathing and your lung capacity. So, um, so there's different, like, like uh, Mary was saying, there's different rhythms, just that basic one. Uh, the 6-3 even or probably one of the most powerful ways um, and everyone's body's a little different how many times you do it. Um, and then there's another one. It's a 7-1 breathing pattern. And all those are in the um, Miracles Through Chronic Healing book or class. Yeah. I think the key is retention, right? And the good practice is if they can lie down, right? And then hold their tummy so they can feel that when it, they're exhaling, the tummy should be going in. And then when they inhale, the tummy should, like, bloat. What's the right word for that? Anything that the tummy goes out, right? So what right. do you advise? Like maybe fours, like Mary does four, or maybe they have to reach up to seven? It's different for everyone because everyone's uh, body can be different, but... I would do, like, seven is a good count, or you can go up to maybe 10 or 12, but I wouldn't do more because it could be too much. So that's why I'm saying, like, um, seven to 10 is a good, like, something to, to start guideline. Yeah. For people who's practicing it, you could start with maybe four, like what Mary said, or three, but you have to observe because this is so powerful, some people could get lightheaded because of rush of energy. So these are just a few reminders. But as you get to practice this regularly, you really feel like lots of energy the whole day, right? Yeah. Yes. It's a quick way to re, re, uh, revitalize, especially if you're having a little slump in the day. Yeah. Okay, so that's pranic breathing. The next is energy manipulation. This may sound a bit strange, but the truth is with proper training and only about 20 minutes of daily practice, anyone can feel, any, anyone can learn to feel, sweep, and project energy in a couple of weeks. So can you just describe how the sweeping goes, like the hand position? Um, yes, you take your hand and make it look sort of like a cup. You have your fingers pressed together. You have your thumb pressed up against your hand. And what I like to do is visualize um, white light around my hand. And um, when you're sweeping, you're coming in kind of like your hand is a shovel, and then you're scooping the energy inside your aura 
out away from you and then, of course, flicking that into a saltwater bucket. Okay. So can you explain again the saltwater bucket? What, what should they prepare before they do sweeping on themselves? So it's good to have a, um, just a bucket of water and then put a handful of just regular salt into that. And the reason is water uh, breaks up energy and then the salt inside of it actually dissolves and disintegrates it. So when you're moving that energy off of you, like if it's stress energy or anger or whatever, you don't want to put it back in. You want to move it off and kind of throw it away. So the salt water bucket acts as like a garbage can. And how about the hands? Do they have to clean their hands? Yes, pretty regularly. Um, it's good to have a solution like um, an alcohol-type solution, or you could use an, another astringent like witch hazel uh, in a spray bottle, and to regularly spray your hands off as you're sweeping. Because as you are taking this energy off, maybe in the beginning you can't feel it, you actually are building up quite a bit of old, used-up, congested energy on your hand, and you don't want to take that and go put it right back in because that's what's causing the problem. So you take this alcohol spray, um, spray it on your hand. It breaks up the energy on your hand and so that you're not going back and putting back in, just like a doctor would put gloves on and wash their hands before they did any kind of surgery You know, you make sure you keep your hand, which is your tool, very, very clean. So I just get a regular spray bottle from, you know, the drugstore or whatever. I fill it up with um, vodka or alcohol or witch hazel, and then I'll put like maybe five or so, five to ten drops of lavender oil in there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's like you have a cloud of dirty energy on your body so by not touching the body you slowly scoop it out right and throw it in the salt water exactly. another thing i i visualize it it's like there you know like a cupboard with lots of dusts you slowly scoop it out right because if you just swiss it with your hands then it all scatters right yeah. so just scooping those cloud of dirty energy you don't even have to touch your body and then throw it in the salt water. So, Kathy, can you let us feel the energy? Okay, feel the energy. Now, how would we like to feel the energy? <laughs> Let's feel the energy. Let, teach us how to make our hands sensitive. Okay, so to we energy. can uh, sensitize our hands, make our yes. hands a little bit more uh, sensitive to feeling um, energy, right? Do, would you like to like feel or generate a little energy between our hands, right? Mm-hmm. So press the center of your palms. Okay, slightly, let's press you know, the center of our palms, okay. Very good. Maybe the fingertips as well. Each each uh, area is uh, an energy center or a chakra. There's mini chakras, minor chakras, major chakras. So we're kind of awakening the palms. Now we can rub them together. Mm-hmm. Rub them together, okay. And then, Very good. And then maybe squeeze and release, like squeeze them closed. And then open them a couple of times just to mm-hmm. kind of get them a little the moving, the blood going. Um, and then very gently, nice and relaxed, make sure your body's not stiff. We'll kind of have our hands um, facing each other, like, like we're, they're close to each other, like you're going to clap, but, but not touching. And then very slowly, we're going to do some breathing. So if you want to just take a moment 
uh, kind of be aware, tune into the palms of the chakra as we breathe. And we're going to do that breathing that we were talking about. Breathe in, hold. Breathe out, hold. And we'll, let's keep doing that breathing at your own comfortable rate for about seven to ten uh, times. Breathe in, hold. Breathe out, hold. Be aware of the hold as you're breathing. Be aware of the center of the palms, almost as if your palms are breathing. A gentle, gentle attention on the palms as we're breathing in, holding. Breathing out, holding. Some people are visual as we do this, so sometimes you might want to visualize your hands are becoming very bright, the bright light. They're becoming brighter with each breath. And the more relaxed you are, the better. So the more you're heart-centered, breathing in love, peace, there's a higher tendency to feel because your heart is involved. It's more sensitized. And then when you're ready, what you can do is just circle the palms. So be aware of the subtle energy between the palms as you're circling them. Is there a tingling? Is there a vibration? Any, any kind of a something that you might sense very, very subtle as you're moving your hands in a circular motion? There's warm. And, oh, very cool. Now we can reverse it. So people might, it's subtle energy. It's like touching bubbles, right? When you touch bubbles, you're super gentle. And you might feel a tingling, a temperature. Uh, people have different kinds of re- re- uh, responses. And then if you like, just kind of move your palms in and out very slowly like an accordion. Mm-hmm. You guys feel or sense of something? Oh, yes. So th- this is the beginning stages of, hey, there's, there's a something, there's an energy field that we can not only uh, participate in, but we could feel. And the more you start to interact with it, you, can, um, you, you really do feel it with your palms. Um, anything Very else we good. want to do with that? Um, how about what's the best way to make the energy circulate in the whole body about the tongue and the palate? Oh, 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 hello, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, understanding the mechanics of how the energy flows better in the body. If you keep your tongue to the roof of your mouth, and even if you have your eyes closed, but especially it's completing a circuitry, so a gentle, just a connect the tongue to the palate as you're doing these techniques. So, sorry, I should have mentioned that as we started. So when you do the breathing... Breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold. It will allow for the circuitry of the energy to flow much, much stronger. And you can experiment and play around and notice um, if you take your tongue off the roof, like, hmm, does that feel stronger or not as strong? Uh, There's a tendency we have seen through uh, trying it many, many times and testing it out that when we're dealing with the energy flow, it seems to be more maximized whether we're getting healing or meditate or we're meditating if our tongue is connected as well. Even doing the pranic breathing, right? It's good to have the tongue yeah. on the palate. Any and all forms of breathing, um, dealing with receiving and uh, energy into the system, the, the circuitry is much, much stronger. It connects the circuits in the system. Very good. And also, like when you put the tongue on the palate, it connects the front 
orbit to the back, to the, back yeah. to the back channel. Yeah, because when you don't do with the when you don't put your tongue on your palate, it doesn't connect the whole circuitry as what Kathy said. Sometimes people, it's automatic with them. They didn't realize that they put their tongue on the palate regularly. That's what I heard in the class. Right. It helps also stress relief, right? It does. A lot of things happen from that. You, you even sense a, a greater sense of stillness and peace. Mm-hmm. Like what part of the palate should they put their tongue? Um, to be very more specific, Touching the um, the upper, I want to say soft area where where it kind of goes up in the in the roof of the mouth, sort of more towards the back of the mouth where it's soft. But for beginners, it's difficult for them to put way up there. But behind the teeth, is it good enough? Yeah, um, connecting it all will be good enough to start. I mean, okay. in worst worst case scenarios, if the body cannot. Do, do that for some reason, at least forming the attention, but definitely at least if you're touching somewhere the roof of your mouth behind the teeth or, or higher. Wonderful, Kathy. We learned a lot in the second segment, and we'll be back on the next break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Ellen at pranichealing.com. Now, back to Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Here again is Ellen Morano. Okay, I hope you learned something from the last two segments and there's a lot of techniques simple tools that is very very useful and very practical but you have to experience it we don't have to tell how powerful it is but anyway the next topic will be energetic hygiene so salt bath or salt shower or many other techniques that will keep your energy body clean and charged so maybe Kathy will share about how to mix a salt scrub if you don't have a bathtub. Okay, very good. Yes, if you don't have a bathtub, well, you can put together your own little salt scrub. This is part of one of the reasons why I really like um, all this stuff because you can get all of this, all of these things for super cheap. Like like the, like they were saying earlier, the alcohol you can get rubbing alcohol for like you know at the store, right? Any store, um, but this we're going to use regular salt, um, salt that you eat with, so table salt. It's uh, without except without um without iodine, and yes. um, you just take the salt about a pound of salt, and you can mix it with some body wash, and to make it even deeper, add about ten drops of lavender oil because now that's going to take it to another level. So just the salt alone is great, um, but when you add it, now you've got a, a handy, uh, budget-friendly uh, salt scrub. And then basically you just want to jump in the shower um, and then rub it all over. Just let it sit on your body. Rub it everywhere. You know, try to avoid the face or, you know, sensitive areas, the eyes and stuff. Rub it all over, especially if there's a pain or congestion somewhere from head to toe. Uh, wait two or three minutes and then just rinse it off. It's just a really fast, uh, effective way to clear your energy field because, you know, all day long um, we, we're dealing with our own personal stresses and that accumulates in the system. And then we're immersed in environments that tend to be stressful and we're hanging around people that have their own stresses. So we're kind of immersed and, um, you know, in all of these energies. So it's no wonder when you get home there's like a lot of uh, stress energy, or I call them disturbances in the force, in your aura or energy field. So just by doing this simple uh, salt scrub, again, you just take a pound of salt, 10 drops of lavender, rub it all over, rinse off, and your energy field is so much clearer, so much peaceful, you have a deeper sleep. Wow. I mean, everybody has to experience it. I mean, that's our everyday life, right? We do it every day. The salt scrub. Every day. 
Okay, what if you have a bathtub? Maybe uh, Americans share what if you have a very nice or not even nice bathtub. <laughs> yes, of course. The bathtub that all the children and everybody else uses in the house, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so what I do is just fill the tub up with uh, as warm of water as I can stand, um, nice warm water. And then, um, like Kathy said, I get a pound of just regular salt, which is super cheap. I think it's like 50 cents at the store, and I use a whole pound. You can use up to three pounds if you really want, um, but don't be shy with it. Don't just, you know, drizzle it over the top like a couple of sprinkles. Put the whole pound in there. Um, and then I do about 10 to, well, I guess 10 would probably be good. No more than that. You don't want to burn your skin, but 10 drops of the lavender oil in there. Get mm-hmm. in all the way in, not just sitting, not just your legs and feet, but all the way up to your chin. And stay in there for 10 to 15 minutes. Um, They say not to go over 25 or 30 minutes because what happens is the salt and everything is taking the congestion out of your energy body and removing those blockages, removing the stresses off of you. If you stay in past 30 minutes, you start reabsorbing it back. So after about 20 or so minutes, you want to drain the water and then just take, probably shower off, shower the salt off your skin or else your skin will be pretty itchy and you want to wash it out of your hair because um, some of the listeners who are moms might have really long hair and it kind of gets in and makes it gritty. So you can just go about a regular shower after you do something like that. What do you notice to your family if they have the salt bath or the salt scrub? If uh, one of the kids is homesick and they take a salt bath, um, they are immediately energized. And I think to myself, why did I keep them home? (laughs) (laughs) Because then they're running around the house like, yay, I feel great. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I'm thinking, wait a second, you were sick. I know I kept you home for a reason. Uh, Yeah, it works really fast for them. How about you, Kathy? Any experiences from, like, testimonials from clients, friends, how this salt bath or salt shower affected them? Um, usually, uh, the response is always a good response, that they have a deeper sleep, they feel more peaceful. Um, the healing rate, if they have an issue, um, tends to be a lot faster. Uh, so, myself included, I just... It's kind of, it becomes a, it's part of my routine at the end of the day. I kind of look forward to it because it's like, it's, I call it selfie time, you know, because we're always doing and giving, especially the moms, right? So you need that time uh, to take a salt bath or a salt shower. Uh, but literally it's like, sometimes it could be night and day, the stresses that are going on. It's, it's such a simple thing that you do. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's like, wow, I can like breathe again and I'm peaceful and um, it just, I find it super effective uh, on a regular basis, especially like the kids too. Um, they tend to have a, a very fast response to any of these techniques. That's been my experience. That's good. I mean, this is not only good for children, right? But um, working, empl- working moms, employees, people working like nine to five or even more than that every day. This should be very, very 
helpful for them. Yeah, you're like literally washing away your like a, a a very congested energy field or aura. So like, you know, if you ever heard just a sort of, you know, as a good example, the hospital, um, people that are in the hospital, when you go there, you, that stands out like, wow, that energy. I've heard people say, I've got to go home and wash the hospital off, you know, because there's so much worry and stress and financial energy. So when you get home from your day, taking that salt shower is like literally washing that vibration off of you so that you're not like swimming in it and trying to sleep and you can't because it's kind of disturbing, you know? So like I said, simple, quick, budget-friendly. You know, sometimes like when we go to stressful places, you feel like you want to change right away your clothes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's the same like you feel it in your clothes, that physical. That's why it should feel the same like people who are sensitive to energy that's why they feel like they have to really wash it off but some people are not that sensitive yet so what do you suggest i suggest to just do it anyway (laughs) what what nike said just do it yeah i think that they could just take stock of how they feel if they start doing the salt baths and they do that regularly for a couple of weeks, can they compare it to before? Are they less stressed? Are there, is there less fights at home? You know, are they having a better time after they get off work? Can they rest with their family? Yeah, maybe their, their um, reminder could be like, if they get irritable from work or they feel like, Everybody around them is just not helpful. Maybe they have to start taking salt bath or salt shower, right? I think it's super helpful. And um, like Mary was saying, like if, if you start to do it and apply it, there's a level of awareness that starts to kick in where you start to pay attention and you're like, oh, wow, I was stressed and I do feel better. So that your awareness starts to grow. Um, and even on a very basic level, like salt water itself is very healing for the body. So it's nothing mm-hmm. else, but it, it goes deeper. So you're, you're, you're having a double uh, benefit from taking the salt, the salt shower. Oh, we have guests listening. We have listeners guests listening from Hawaii. So they have the best luxurious salt bathtub there, right? The ocean. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they should go to the ocean at least once a day and soak their body. They could have an hour or more, right? Because it's not stagnant. Yeah, that's uh, fun and healing at the same time, my kind of stuff. (laughs) Good. Okay, so the next one is uh, meditation. How does it flush out? Although we did a topic last two weeks, but maybe you can share your experience about how meditation flushes out those irritability, anger, or negative emotions. Go ahead, Kathy. <laughs> I don't want to be okay. rude. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh, no. Just share your experience, you know? <laughs> See, the loving kindness factor gets tightened, and we're like, okay, you go. No, you go. All <laughs> right. Yeah. We're too Both have big hearts. I, this is why I love chronic healing and just in general. And the meditation, because it's all about the heart. It starts with the heart. You need the love. Uh, for me, I always say, if your heart's not open, if you're not feeling the love, then I don't know if you're having quality of life. Seriously, you're just going through robotics. So the meditation immediately instills 
the heart center, which will affect physically the circulatory system and the physical health and wellness, but also emotionally. So if there is stress going on, um, you know, you're, you're following the techniques of the meditation. And here's another thing. I have done a lot of meditations um, since, since I was young. This is one of the easiest to do, and yet super incredibly, we can talk about it for days of the effects. They're still constantly doing testing on it. It balances out the brain waves. It, it instills inner peace um, so fast. Like literally, it's tw- in 20 minutes, you can change your energetic condition, the way you feel, if there's any stress. And again, it's just you're following. It's all guided. All you can do is just, you know, like they've said before, it's a one finger next te- <laughs> technique that Master Co says. You just press it. You listen. You, um, yes. you, you uh, allow, you think of a happy moment. You know, and um, there's a your heart responds immediately. And the more you're thinking about that moment, it's usually the smallest thing too. Like you're hugging your your kids or someone you love, or you're walking in nature. It's that simple. You just think of that, and um, your energy, your heart opens. As your heart opens, a whole trigger effect happens in uh, in response. Your solar plexus, right underneath the heart, which Rizal and Ellen talked about. Um, you know, it affects your emotional body and your, your gastrointestinal system, but your solar plexus suddenly releases the stress as the heart opens more and you're feeling the love. Wonderful. You know, I, feeling, oh, I can uh-huh. go on, but I'll, I'll stop there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can go on. The time, is, the time is really getting shorter on us. But anyway, on the number six, the Tibetan yogic exercises and the nine energi- energizing breaths. Uh, Kay will talk about next week about super brain yoga and the mental physics. So for now, they can go to Your Hands Can Heal You book and follow the step-by-step about Tibetan yogic exercises and the mental physics exercises. It's all in Your Hands Can Heal You, page 231. So, But anyway, thank you so much again for your time. And I wish we have enough time to tell more our stories, right? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) We get excited. And yeah, invite your, I have a class this weekend, level one in Thousand Oaks, whoever is interested to learn more. How about you, Kathy? Do you have a class this weekend? I do. We actually have, okay, your your guest next week, teaching psychotherapy tomorrow. I'm teaching advanced on Saturday and Sunday and Deborah Miller teaching level one. All in Huntington Beach. Wow. So go to, where Where will they go? What website? Um, Huntington Beach. Um, they can call, uh, they can actually check pranichealing.com, uh, mm-hmm. the website, or Pranic Healing uh, Orange County Facebook. Good. And any information you would like to know more? Go to pranichealing.com. What we talk about is all in that website. And go to courses. Masterco will talk about what each course entails and what you will learn. Okay, thank you so much again to all the listeners. So grateful for your time. And we always want to convey simple techniques and practical information to make our body healthy and happy and to generate massive energy. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. 
Please join your host, Ella Morano, and her panel of guest experts again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a positive week.